2: Man, what is going on Reds fans and baseball fans alike. Thank you so much for finding this Locked On Reds podcast Friday edition, the Jeff is Lazy edition. Went golfing this morning, came home, took a nap. Next thing I knew, it was like two o'clock. So yeah. All right. That's why we're a little bit late today. Thank you so much though for watching and listening. If this is your first time finding us on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting app if you're listening to me today. Uh, also, follow me on Twitter at JeffGar with three apps and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone. We're going to get to some questions and comments here later on in today's episode, 513-549-0159. Uh, the Reds won last night, and uh, we're going to talk about that and some stuff that nick crawl said uh but uh before we get into that i guess we should play this uh, intro graphic or whatever it's the
0: lockdown podcast network your team every day You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every
2: day. Ooh, It was good to have Nick Castellanos back. Wasn't it? That lineup was pretty cool. You had a Eugenio Suarez batting eighth and he hit a home run. How many eighth hitters can the, or can the league say have that many home runs tied for the team lead? He and Joey both go yard again. Last night, and the Reds beat the Pirates. We're going to break this game down here in a minute, and later on, I've got some thoughts about some comments that McCraw made and how it pertains to some characters from The Office. And we've got some great Locked On Reds line stuff coming up as well. Thank you so much for joining me today here on this Locked On Reds podcast. The Reds with a seven to four victory to begin this four game set against the Pirates is exactly that. A good start. Four games where they got to take care of business. We're not just talking about three out of four. A four-game sweep is a must. I'm not I'm not really going to be that happy. I mean, obviously, three out of four is the expectation. That's the baseline. But we're going to come out of this being like, all right, they just got it done. They uh, hit their quota, right? They did the bare minimum. Three out of four is the bare minimum here we're going to talk a lot about the bare minimum in today's podcast, but they did what they needed to do. Sonny Gray, not the best of starts for him. Kind of got hit hard there, but they were able to hang on in a four inning shutout by this bullpen. Not really something that we're used to. Usually and I know that I said this here, even I, th- I felt like it was like two days ago, maybe the, the fact that the Reds were able to pitch four innings from their bullpen and get a shutout is phenomenal because normally if they've been asked to pitch more than three innings, that's been a bad sign. Not this way today or yesterday, Jeff Hoffman pitched well in those two innings. And then you saw a nice eighth from Justin Wilson and a good ninth from Michael Gibbons, a perfect ninth. And look, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and count strikeouts. I just want outs because when the bullpen comes in, it's like, oh, okay, here we go. We got nine outs or we got 12 outs. All right, there's 11, now 10, now nine. You know, you, you count them down because you just you have no nails left. You're biting them all off whenever David Bell goes to the bullpen because even the moves that they've made have added some dudes who whenever everyone is healthy, the bullpen's going to look pretty deep. But right now we're still waiting on Lucas Sims. We're still waiting on TJ Antone. And we're hoping that the Reds don't just pitch Michael Lorenzen into the dirt, which I'm glad that we didn't see him yesterday. I think that the bullpen is going to be okay. But here recently, no one has felt that way. The lineup, though, looking good again. Jonathan India leading off the game with another home run. What more do you need to see from this guy to know that he is the front runner for NL rookie of the year? I know Trevor Rogers, you can look up his statistics for the Marlins. He looks fantastic every day. Jonathan India is doing more and more to show why he had garnered the confidence from David Bell that as a rookie, he would be handed the second base job. And as a rookie, he would be handed the leadoff job and he's been the best leadoff hitter for the Reds in at least nine years. I, I I love that. And we have a bright future ahead of us with Jonathan India. <sighs> so when in game one, the Reds have JT Brubaker going against Wade Miley tonight. I've got a few more thoughts on that coming up up. But uh the prevailing thought, and I'm glad that the Reds won because that at least gives us a happy start. That at least gives us a happy way to start off. I've got some, boy, you're, you're getting some sarcasm here in just a little bit. I hope you realize that that is what I'm going to be giving you because whew, Nick Crawl on uh, the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster That uh, that was, that was intriguing we're going to talk about that here in just a minute before we talk about that though i wanted to let you know that you can still take advantage of this great offer at builtbar.com and save 15 percent off your next order go to BillBar.com and use the promo code locked 15 to go get you a mixed box if you don't know what your favorite flavor is they've got a whole bunch to choose from they got my favorite cherry barcia you got that great cherry taste and 100% real chocolate. But guess what? They put 100% real chocolate in every single bar. That's why it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's got a great feel. It's not like you're trying to eat a piece of cardboard. There's no bland taste to it. They've got stuff like strawberry. They've got coconut. They've got peanut butter brownie. They got double chocolate. Get it all in a mixed box, or you can get a whole box of your favorite flavor with the promo code locked 15 and save 15% off that order. They've got amazing stats with this 100% real chocolate too. If you haven't tried it, we're talking about four grams or less of net carbs, four grams or less of sugar, and up to 18 grams of protein with like 120 calories per bar. It's going to fit into pretty much any diet you can think of, even keto. What? A snack for keto. Yep. We got it. Builtbar.com and use the promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your next order. That's built com and the promo code locked 15. All right. <clears throat> if, if, if you did not see the specific comment, he, he had a longer interview than this, but Buster only on the baseball tonight podcast had Nick crawl on the other day talking about the trade deadline where the Reds are how interesting they look and and uh you know general stuff like that. Typically you have the general manager on to talk about how interesting the trade deadline was, but there was a specific quote that was making its way around Twitter and had everybody all up in a tizzy with good reason. We're, we're not extrapolating here. We're not reading between the lines here because it's pretty obvious. Let me read you the quote. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, maybe you don't have a Twitter or whatever. Here's the direct quote from what Nick Crawl told Buster Olney. We actually got our deals done on Tuesday and into Wednesday. So it was, I don't want to say relaxing, but you know, we had a lot of phone calls and a lot of phone calls we could have done, but weren't ready to do them based on prospects or finances or whatever. Yes, he actually said that or whatever. And without getting too preachy, because obviously we all have takes on this and you didn't have to go very far in the Twitter verse to really see how, uh, mean and, um, how, how much vitriol Reds fans had for what he said, but I just had the immediate thought. The very first thing that came to mind, if you're a fan of The Office, and if you're not, well, then I feel sorry for you, but I love The Office. I've watched it about a million times, and the first thing that I thought of when Nick Crawl said this was that episode of the New Year's resolutions. This was a little bit later on into the uh, series. This was when Pam was doing the whole uh, office, uh, manager or office administrator thing that she was doing. And, and she tried to come up with this big board of new year's resolutions. And Creed said that he wanted to do a cartwheel. And at the end of the episode, Michael was trying to help him do a cartwheel and he does one. It's not really that good if we want to be honest, but again, Creed's like 90. So that's fine. But After he does the cartwheel, he just stands there, and Michael reaches out his hand to give him a handshake, and Creed doesn't even shake his hand. He's just standing there smiling. He's like, ooh, what a rush. That's that's all I had to do all year. That's kind of how I felt about these comments from Nick Rawls. It's like, all right, we got some bullpen help. We're good. There was no more creativity there. There was no more... Uh, thoughts, maybe we should go look at another starter. Maybe we should go look at a shortstop, a bench bat, some kind of help there in depth wise, when it comes to pitching or hitting. Yeah, we're good. Uh, You know, I don't want to say it was Relaxing. And that kind of had me thinking, now this kind of bear with me here. This is the episode where Andy gets Dwight, like basically works Michael into getting Dwight to quit. And Dwight ends up leaving and goes, works for Staples and all this other stuff. But they have a little side interview with Andy and Andy's all like, Oh, happy, such a, such a dirty word. And, and I kind of, extrapolated that a little bit I guess but uh, when I'm thinking about Andy and Nick crawl here and y- you can just imagine Nick crawl talking to Busteroni. he's like I don't want to say it was relaxing it's like I don't want to stay relaxing Re- relaxing such an ugly word yeah that, that that's what I'm thinking here because I'm imagining Nick crawl is telling Busteroni like I don't want to say relaxing so what? You had your feet propped up. Maybe they were binge watching the office. Maybe he was by a pool. Did he just get off a plane? Deadline day seems to have been pretty, I don't want to say relaxing, but that's what it sounds like it was. Normally, that's what you like, you know, that's whenever you walk up to somebody that has like some kind of big old something or other on their face, like maybe someone just threw a piece of pie at them or something, like you got something there, you know? I, I don't, I don't <clears throat> mm, uh you know, God bless your little heart. That's kind of what I'm feeling like here. He's like, I don't want to say relaxing because he was. And then (laughs) I just get the feeling that Nick crawl, the way that he was talking about this. And it's funny because I think you could tell Buster Olney was a little taken aback by the response that he got from Nick Crawl. Cause then he asks him, he's like, So how about deadline day or huh? That, that was, that was pretty crazy seeing all those trades. And, and Nick Crawl is talking about like, Yeah, you know, being a fan of the sport, seeing all those trades happen, see all those moves. It was just really fun to watch. And I just got this feeling like Nick Crawl was Jim. Whenever in the first episode, they're asking him on the aside, they're you know, asking him about his job. And he's just like, you know, my, my job is to, you know, talk to people about uh, their paper supply. Uh, if, if we can give them more and, uh, I'm boring myself just talking about this. Like, I, I think like Nick crawl is standing there. Like, like yeah, yeah. I had my phone. Um, I don't remember if it was on or not for trade deadline day. Um, yeah, <laughs> just, uh, boring myself. You know, I take phone calls, I guess if, if, other teams need our players or something. Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of this. That's how I viewed this. But uh, the the overarching thing that I look at, I, I look at, and, and one more here, one more thought about office characters, and Nick crawl is uh, Michael. And I forgot to hit this little caption. I do this a lot. I type these things up and I totally forget to put these up. But anyway, if you're on YouTube, I try to give you like little segment captions and things like that. Uh, But I think I think I'm Michael and I was actually just watching this episode the other day because he's talking about spring cleaning and all this other stuff. And he said, yes, I know it's January, but guess what happens if you uh, do your spring cleaning in January and spring comes along? You don't have to do anything. And that's kind of how I felt about his comments talking about, yeah, we got our deals done on Tuesday. He's so, like, you know, if you get your trading done on Tuesday, guess what you don't have to do on trade deadline day, anything. Cause that's what they did. They didn't do anything on trade deadline day and, uh, or, you know, thinking like Dwight, whenever he picks the healthcare plan there in the, uh, first season and, uh, you know, Michael, of course he's, he does what Dwight does and he goes all in for it. But the whole deal was he's like, yeah, I picked a healthcare plan, healthcare plan. I slashed benefits going to save this company a fortune. Nick crawl is doing exactly what ownership asked him to do. Keep costs low, keep money in their pocket. How much do they have to spend? They don't have to spend that much because Nick crawl has figured out how to build a baseball team without spending a ton of money. And I understand, and, and I, I appreciate Justin for the call on the Locked On Reds line, so I'm not going to go too crazy into this. We all know, we all agree that ownership didn't spend money, and they could have spent money, and they really just decided that, yes, the playoff window has opened, and so long as we can keep the costs down, we'll keep. The window open. We just won't pay for it to open anymore and things like that. And that's kind of where I'm at with this. Like you look at these office characters, whether it's Michael talking about doing spring cleaning in the winter time so that you don't have to do anything in the spring and you know, you get your trades done early. So yeah, we don't have to do anything on trade deadline day and, or you just think of, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about the game on the field because we've not been having a whole lot of fun talking about the front office or the ownership or the upper management or the people in charge of this Reds team. Let's talk about who's been on the field because the players have been awesome the hitters, the pitchers, everything like that. Let's talk about what's going on tonight because the Reds and the prior Pirates are playing game two Wade Miley against JT Brubaker on the field. I found it interesting. I've got a tip for you for bet online.ag. If you haven't set up your profile today, go there and set up your profile with the promo code locked on. You'll get 50% more on your initial deposit. So you've already got some cash. I've got another, in fact, I've got two tips for you here today. I gave you the tip on the over for game one, that hit. I'm giving you another one today. It's nine and a half again, JT Brubaker against Wade Miley. I think that's an over. I think it's going to hit. It's sitting at minus one Oh four right now. So it's almost a value. It's very close to being a value. I think it's worth taking, take the over nine and a half minus one Oh four. And there's a little button there. Plus five markets or something. You hit that button. You go in, you see the team total. The Reds team total is five and a half or over under five and a half. I think they're going to score six. I think it's an easy call right there. Go hit the over. This lineup is humming. It's a well-oiled machine. I'm not going to say, you know, what everybody always says when it comes to the Reds and a machine, but this lineup right now is a well-oiled machine. They're going to score six. Or more they might score more than six but that means that I'm taking the over five and a half that is a value that's plus 104 take both the game over of nine and a half and the Reds team total over five and a half right now at betonline.ag. Set up your profile with the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit and put some money on the over nine and a half and the Reds team total over five and a half and make some money off your sports knowledge at the only online sports book that I trust, betonline.ag, with the promo code locked on. All right. And speaking of those players, there's been some talk. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about the bullpen all year long, whether it be good or bad. The the good stretches that they've gone through and the bad has there's been plenty. So we're gonna do some lockdown red's line stuff. And the very first question that I've got it's it's kind of a question, kind of a reaction to stuff I was talking about with Heath Hembry. I think it's probably time to move on from him being a closer. Maybe you still trust him in some medium to high leverage situations earlier in the game, but he has just had a really rough time of it in the ninth inning here lately. And our first question that we got, actually, that's our buddy, Chad. We'll get to this one first. If you're on YouTube, you can see it here. He says, hi, Jeff. First of all, I do not have Twitter and all that, but to add to your comments on locked on reds, not only Hembry, but what does David Bell see in broad Brock? He is horrible. He uses an exclamation point just in case you can't see that. So that's why I brought my tone up there. Thank you, unnamed person. I appreciate the text. When I look at Brad Brock, I'm seeing replacement level. I'm seeing a dude who just does enough. His average exit velocity allowed is right around league average. His walk rate is above league average. His strikeout rate is also above league average. And his expected ERA says that right now his current ERA of 5.08, is unlucky, but his walks plus hits per innings pitch, his WHIP of one point four five, ain't that great either. So you look at his pitches. You kind of break that down. Four seam fastball, he throws the most, ninety three point six miles an hour on the average. That's okay. You are not really going to flip anybody out with those totals. Uh, you look at his stats for that pitch. Batting average allowed at two fifty five. His expected batting average says he's getting a little unlucky. He's allowed, you know, 455 or 454 slugging, expected. And uh the actual slugging says that he's getting unlucky. Okay, there's that. But overall, he's not a guy that's just gonna move the needle. And I think whenever Sims and Antone come back, they've got some interesting decisions to make in this bullpen. He might be a dude on the chopping block. And he would have to be a DFA for that. You're looking at him and Sean Doolittle probably is guys, and I know that Sean Doolittle is a lefty, but we've been talking about him all year as possibly being on the chopping block whenever guys come back healthy, so I'm not going to be super surprised whenever that happens, but yeah, you, you are totally right, person who texted. Thank you for the text. Brad Brock is not a guy that deserves a ton of trust, and he has been treated as such. I mean, the other day, whenever Henry had his his most recent struggles. He walked the first two guys he saw in the ninth inning. The first guy that went they went to in the bullpen to get warmed up was Brad Brock. Now they had used some of the other guys in the bullpen there. I just I, I think that the pecking order right now should begin with the Michaels. I, I saw that tweet, which um, I'm sorry if I'm misattributing it. Let me look it up real quick here on the Twitter verse. Cause it was friend of the show, Alex. We tweet a lot on Twitter at Alex at statistics. I think I said that right. But he said that the two guys who should be getting ninth inning reps right now are the Michaels talking about Michael Lorenzen and Michael Givens. I agree with that. I, I think both of those guys have shown themselves to be the two best arms currently healthy in this bullpen. Whenever Sims comes back, he's the closer. Whenever Antone comes back, he's either closer 1B, or I liked the idea we came up with a little bit ago. Maybe he can pitch two innings. Maybe you get two innings out of uh, Lorenzen or Hoffman. Maybe Lorenzen's a closer. Maybe Sims is a closer. Stuff like that. You can actually begin to see how the bullpen fills out there. I, I liked what Hoffman did. I think that's probably the ceiling of what the Reds are going to get out of him like he did yesterday of pitching two scoreless innings, that's probably as good as we're going to get there. We're not looking at him to do anymore. He's not a starter anymore. Don't do that. If he's a spot starter in an emergency situation, fine, but he should not be counted on every fifth day and he should be a long relief type guy, two to three innings like he gave. And one more, this one's more of a reaction. This is our buddy, Chad in Lancaster. And if you're on YouTube, you can see it. Another game, the Reds should have won. This was the first twins game. His reaction to that, the three batter minimum rule sucks. And that's where I'm going to focus on after those two walks. I knew there wasn't a chance. The Reds were getting out of the ninth inning without giving up some runs. Chad, I appreciate it. I don't like the three batter minimum rule either, I know why they do it. They they do it so that managers can't just over-utilize and go out to the mound a thousand times in one inning to go get their guys and use up half their bullpen in one inning. I understand that. I kind of am to the point where I don't like that rule change. I wish they would get rid of that. Maybe make it two. If Maybe make a compromise. It's not a one batter thing, but maybe make it two batters because it was very evident, and I know that – Hembry followed up that second walk with a strikeout, but it was evident that Hembry did not have his best stuff. And that is the incident. And, and, and David Bell had the opportunity to take him out after the strikeout and he didn't. And that was where the question came into why David Bell didn't do that. But the three batter minimum rule was meant to cut back on game times. Have you watched Reds games recently? Some of you may, some of you may have not. I understand that if you haven't watched the entire, every single pitch, because you're probably thinking, good Lord, another three and a half hour game. That's pretty much every single game. There is very, very rare that you hear them say game time and then starts with two hours. That's not a thing hardly anymore when it comes to baseball. That's just the way it is. And I don't necessarily know that the three batter minimum rule has done anything to assuage how long it takes to play baseball in this day and age. And this is a question too. This is another thing that, that always gets me. And it's kind of a question without an answer. The idea of how long baseball games take. Thank you, everybody, for the texts and and the calls. Justin gave a great voicemail, and I'm still trying to figure out how to get the voicemail. I'm sure there's an easy fix to it, but get the voicemails here onto the stream. But um, when it comes to the idea of how long a baseball game takes, that is literally something that they have been talking about for like 100 years. This is not a new question when it comes to the game of baseball. Now, if they can figure out an answer to that, then that's great. But the idea of the three-better minimum, the idea of the ghost runner on second, which I talked about the Olympics have a ghost runner on first and second, which I think is weird, but um, I don't like them, And I don't think that they've really done all that much to shorten games, and that is the whole reason that Rob Manfred, at least I hope the whole reason that Rob Manfred even came up with those ideas. Anyway, that, that that's kind of how we're going to end it today. Just looking at some of those rule changes and goofiness. Thank you, everybody who texted and called and tweeted and everything like that for the lockdown Reds line. We're going to do this more often and uh, Fridays so much as I can help and I want to do a live show in the afternoon. So next Friday, be ready to see that on YouTube. I'll tweet it out a little bit closer to showtime, but we'll do live shows that way you can react because I'll get like the comments and things like that. And I can, I can, uh, you know, react on the fly answer all that good stuff we'll do a live show next friday but that'll do it for us here today on the lockdown reds podcast thank you so much for watching and listening hoping that the reds can take care of business this weekend with the final three games against these pirates Uh, as we talked with ethan smith yesterday on the podcast tonight is one of the nights that he circles as maybe the pirates can make some noise with jt brubaker on the mound The Reds have faced him twice this year, and he has held them to one run in both those games. I still think that they're going to get a couple of runs on the board here tonight against him, and then they'll score against this Pirates bullpen as well. That's why I'm taking the over five and a half for the Reds team total and the over of nine and a half total runs scored in this game at betonline.ag. So go take that today. But that's going to do it for us here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Make sure you download the app. We had a great chat yesterday. I was actually on there for the first time in a little while. I'm going to try and do one next week as well. Not sure exactly when that's going to be, but I'll let you know well ahead of time so that you can join in on the Spotify Green Room app as they are changing the way. That we talk sports, but as for me and mine, thank you so much for watching the Locked On Reds or listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'll talk to each and every one of you on Monday. Hope you all have a great weekend. Hey,
0: Prime members.